welcome to the first episode of the Real Change Log. Now, before we get on with the show, I'd like to inform you of a few things. The first is that, like most podcasts, this one is also going to have a show notes page. And the link to the show notes page is notes.railschangelog.com. This link redirects to my personal blog. The reason is so that I would be able to have more control over how I format code and how I share screenshots. And probably the most important thing that you should know about is the seemingly random numbers that I'll be calling out throughout these episodes. These are going to be pull request numbers that you can look up if you go to github.com slash rails slash rails slash pool slash the number. And if you have these numbers, if any of these pull requests pique your interest, you can just go into your browser and then find out more about all of these pull requests. You should also probably know that all of these episodes are going to have transcripts, just in case my accent is one that you're not used to. Uh, I'll try to share the transcripts on YouTube or inside of the show notes that you'll see on the show notes page. With all of these out of the way, let's get on to the first item. You're listening to, listening to The Rails Changelog. Now, if you remember almost three years ago, Rails introduced a new association option. The association option in question was destroy underscore async. Just like the name of the option implies, this option destroyed dependent records in a background job. Rails 7.1 is going to enhance this feature in ways that make lots of sense for uh, applications that have huge numbers of records to destroy in the background. And this feature in Rails 7.1 comes by way of PR number 44617. The way this feature enhancement is going to work is through a configuration option. And the name of the option is active record destroy association async batch size with an underscore between each word. So how is it going to play out uh, in Rails 7.1? The idea is that you would set a batch size inside your configs file and the batch size would be, say, 1,000. What would then happen if you asked Rails to destroy a parent record that had 3,000 dependent records on it? In our case, because we have 1,000 set as the batch size, Rails would then divide the destruction process among three separate jobs. So each job would be destroying 1,000 records. On the other hand, if you had a lesser number of dependent records than you have set in your uh configuration file, Rails is going to go ahead and follow the default behavior of destroy underscore async, which is to destroy all of these records in a single background job. The next feature is one that a few people didn't like. I particularly like it because it's convenient for the stuff that I do. PR46786 introduced a single predicate method that you could use in place of two predicate methods. You know, with Rails, you can do rails.m.development, which returns true if the Rails environment is a development one. Likewise, you can do rails.m.test, which returns true if the environment is a test environment. Now, there's this predicate method that you can use in place of these two methods. So you can do rails.env.local, which returns true if the environment is a development one or if the environment is a test environment. I posted this on Twitter and received a lot of mixed responses. We have Twitter user William saying, and I quote, not a good change in my opinion. 
and needs to be succinct. On top of that, you only ever use this line less than a handful of times, unquote. On the other hand, we have Celso saying, quote, perfect, unquote. 47720 is a PR that enhances the ID method to accept an array of numbers that are going to represent some composite primary keys. The way you would use this is if you had a book model, you could do book.new.id is equal to an array of numbers. These numbers representing a set of composite primary keys. Then if you called the ID method on this book model, you would have the array of these composite primary keys returned to you. Apparently, Rails doesn't support composite primary keys. This PR and several others are an effort to help Rails reach the goal of fully supporting composite primary keys. However, if at this very moment you want to um, extend Active Record to support composite primary keys, there is a gem called composite underscore primary underscore keys that you can leverage to make use of composite primary keys in your application. In other news around Ruby and Rails, there's RailsConf happening in the States um, this year between April 24th and April 26th. If you're planning on going, I think this might be the best time to get yourself a ticket. Otherwise, you risk missing out. Then there is Ruby Kaigi, which is happening between May 11th and May 13th in Japan. So probably around this time is a good time to start planning for Ruby Kaigi 20. 23. If Japan happens to be too far from you and you live in Europe, the Ruby user group Berlin is looking for talks for the month of April. So if you're looking to still get involved with the Ruby community somehow, I think this is a good opportunity to present a talk or even just attend. Last but not the least, if you want to stay up to date with Ruby on Rails development news, I would encourage you to subscribe to this week in Rails, um, a link to which I'll leave in the show notes. And that brings us to the end of this episode of the Rails Change Log. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hayford.